Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's podcast. Before I start out, I got to give a thank you and a shout out to my friend John for sending me this t-shirt that's like a holiday Mortal Kombat shirt, and it is by far the coolest, like, ugly holiday sweater-esque type of video game shirt I've ever seen. Look at that. Uh, It's probably hard to come out in the pics, but I absolutely love it. Uh, He grabbed two of them for me, so I, of course, will be wearing the other one to my family's house because that's the kind of nerd that I am. But anyway, let's jump right in. First up, the developer Kasumi has just released a demake of the game Indivisible as a playable NES ROM, which is pretty awesome. I've seen a few of the demakes before, and some of them are fun, and some of them are just straight-up great games, and this seems like more of the second one. I guess he'd written the whole thing from scratch, uh, and it could even be played on real hardware. So if you're interested in any of this stuff, definitely download and give it a try. It's free. I always like to try any of the the D-Make homebrews anyway, because at worst, it's always just been a fun look at a game. Uh, But this one looks like it could be a a pretty decent game. And I guess it takes around 30-40 minutes to complete. So depending on your skill level, this could match up with like a standard old-school NES game. But very impressive work. I definitely recommend giving it a look. My Life in Gaming just posted a pretty in-depth video that goes through a bunch of first-party controllers for classic game consoles. So, you know, I'd gotten a chance to play most of these myself over the years, and it's funny because I like almost all of them. I think if you're going for the original experience, especially if you're first experiencing a console, you would probably at least make some effort to using the original controllers, if that's something that is available to you. But in hindsight, the ones that I I really don't like, I'll go out of my way to not use. So just my personal opinion, there's no right or wrong answer for this, but the Master System controllers always felt kind of clunky to me. And while they look like NES controllers, in my opinion, they don't feel like NES controllers. So I would normally on real hardware use just a Genesis 3 button for that. And some SMS games are not compatible, but I think all can be patched. So if you're using an EverDrive or a ROM cart, you still would be able to use a Genesis controller just with the patched version of the ROMs. Um, Also, the NES Advantage. I think I saw uh, Chris from Classic Gaming Quarterly post about this as well, but that one has always been terrible. I remember getting it as a kid and only using it when I needed, like, the turbo functions or stuff like that, but... Every time, like, every few years, I'll end up getting rid of mine because I need the space, and then I'll see one super, super cheap somewhere and pick it up, clean it all up, make sure it's working properly, and use it and go, ugh, why did I buy this? So what is kind of neat on it, which is kind of a little bit irrelevant to the video, sorry, but what is kind of neat is I did end up getting one of those uh, Cthulhu, MC Cthulhu adapters and was able to play NES games with an arcade stick. And... For some games, that was actually pretty awesome. So some of the shooters and stuff like that. 
So it's, you know, there is no right answer for whatever controller you prefer, but this was a pretty awesome in-depth look at all of that stuff. So give it a watch if you're interested. Smoke Monster has started his own New Year's countdown by posting one video a day, each dedicated to one Mr. Core. And it's been a pretty awesome project to see unfold. Um, for anybody who's not really aware of what the Mr. Project is, to oversimplify, nobody get mad at me, it's a, a different type of emulation that could be technically more accurate to the original um, and add for or and allow for a zero lag experience while at the same time being a preservation based thing as well. So creating a core in the Mr. Project for an, um, an arcade board or a console essentially both preserves that original hardware in you know a software form as well as giving people the ability to play. Uh, either on a flat screen or on an RGB monitor or component video monitor, if you'd like. So it's a, a pretty interesting project. Um, Smoke Monsters videos are usually uh, a little more long form, which I love, but these videos are all short snippets, five to ten minutes long, dedicated to each core, and each core meaning each console, arcade board, or whatever other use to it. And it's, it's been awesome. Uh, I think people who are already very familiar with the Mr. Platform could just enjoy a look at, you know, at a core from a different perspective. And newcomers might be able to get started a little bit easier and just kind of see what their favorite core is like. So if you're really into this because you really want to play a ColecoVision and buying an RGB modded ColecoVision is definitely more expensive than buying what it would cost to do a Mr. version of that... You might want to just check out something like that and see how it works and, and see if it kind of does what you need it to do. But big thanks to Smoke Monster for doing this. Please subscribe to his channel and make sure to give the thumbs up. I'm not sure what YouTube changed their algorithm to this week, but uh, Smoke Monster definitely deserves more love for this stuff. So thanks very much to all of you for subscribing to him, and thanks to Smoke for actually doing it. The developer GA Sega 68K has just released a demo of an F-Zero-like game for the Sega Genesis. Um, and it's programmed with what looks to be similar to Mode 7 like scrolling, which is pretty awesome. It gives a, it definitely gives it a SNES feel on original Genesis hardware. And the developer also implemented two view modes, one uh, a higher viewing angle than before. So it was really neat to see. Um, I made a little animated GIF of it for anybody that just wants to see a, a very quick two second snippet. And just for the hell of it, just because I'm a nerd and into this stuff i also took an original capture and since the game does have a, a bit of a border around it i think that's how they were able to um to accomplish some of the scrolling is being able to do it not using the full pixels of the genesis but <clears throat> because of that there's a lot of space on the top and bottom so i figured what would it look like if it was a 4k 11x version so <coughs> excuse me using real hardware i was able to capture use post processing to make it 11x into 4k and it's pretty neat it looks crystal clear and just gives you a different perspective on these things so I obviously am a giant fan of the entire homebrew scene and all the developers that put their time into making this stuff. Uh, I can't wait to see what the developer comes up with as a result of this. I believe they said they were looking into making a racing game that's not just an F-Zero port, but that's based on the same kind of scrolling like uh, like this. <coughs> Excuse me. So while, uh, you know, you could still get the demo now, which by itself is pretty fun, but I'm definitely looking forward to the whatever final product the developer comes out with. Very awesome stuff and very good time to be a Genesis fan. Rayconnect just posted his review of Coffee Crisis for the Sega Genesis. And unfortunately, it looks like it kind of falls short every possible way. 
Um, the gameplay itself has been harshly reviewed on other versions of the game for different platforms, and apparently this one is just as bad, uh, which stinks because it seemed like a fun little beat-em-up style game. But the other thing that really shocked me on it was the collector value of it wasn't so great. Uh, it didn't have a beveled edge. I'm sure it wasn't hard gold then, which means it's not very well built cart. Not something that you would want to use. You know, if, Even if you're a collector, you would want to buy this and then still use the ROM on a ROM cart. And on top of that, the instruction manual, while it did look kind of cool, didn't even have any instructions about the game. So there, there's no way to figure out what the power-ups do. Um, it just it doesn't feel like a good game or a good collector's item either way. So I uh, I totally agree with uh, <coughs> excuse me with Ray's review. But of course, make your own um, you know make your own opinions of it. Check it out, see what you think. But great review by Ray. Kind of a letdown of a game though. Modern Vintage Gamer just posted a video that details both how save states and rewind works in emulation. And as usual, it was a very in-depth look that goes into the actual code that's used to do some of these things, or at least to do certain methods of some of these things. And I, I always find it really fascinating. I've heard the way that save states and rewind has been described since they were released, to be honest with you, but... As always, having a video that puts things with good visual cues really makes it easier for me to understand. So, you know, if it helps me, it's got to help other people. So if you've ever been wonder, or ever been curious and wondered how save states or any of the, the rewind functions work in emulation, definitely check this out. Keep in mind that it's going to be different for not only different consoles, but for different software emulators. However, I think it's a perfect first look uh, and might spark some interest of future coders who might be interested in doing this stuff just never knew how to dip their toe into the water to start how start with how man i'm off today huh <laughs> Crixus just posted a firmware update for the mega everdrive x7 that now supports pure solar you'll be able to play the rom however if you need to save progress you need to hold reset to go back to the menu in order to create the save file I guess they added the mapper that was required to do this. And in this update, uh, Crix also fixed sync drops, which sometimes happen during in-menu, in-game menu execution. Um, I don't remember if I dealt with that too much because I also only really play on CRTs, but uh, it's good that, you know, Crix is always just ironing out little bugs in the software. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I've heard good things about Pure Solar, but this is coming from the same company, Watermelon, that stole a bunch of people's money with that Paprium game that never was released, and uh, they kind of just disappeared off the map. So it really stinks. I mean, it's supposedly a great game. It's one I haven't had a chance to play yet, and I would love to say, let's find a way to purchase the ROM from the developer, but the developer doesn't respond to anybody and still has a bunch of people's money. So I don't really know how I feel about this one, but... Um, maybe if I, I get a hold of the ROM, I'll give it a try. But if it does ever go up for sale, I should repeat myself. If I like the game and it does ever go up for sale, I definitely will buy it. Uh, regardless of, of whatever dramas out there, I do always try so hard to support the developers that put so much time and effort into this stuff. Just sucks that the same group of people are also kind of thieves now. Always some kind of drama, I guess, but... Back to the point, new firmware for the Mega Everdrive X7. Even if you don't care about Pure Solar, if you're playing on a flat screen or you do video capture, um, if there are sync drops during the in-game menu, then you should want to upgrade this firmware anyway just for less blips on your TV. So thanks to Crix as always for continuing to update these products, uh, and hopefully we'll hear something out of Watermelon Games sometime. 
Greg Stewart, a.k.a. Theremin Hero, just released a video of an LED matrix cube running NES games. And while on the one hand, it's, you know, not something that you'd play your games with, it's really awesome to look at. And I absolutely am always fascinated about proof of concept stuff like this and different ways you could experience games. And I think this is absolutely worth watching the video. Um, If you don't mind, give it a watch on YouTube because apparently, as usual, YouTube's killing him with the algorithm. So he's getting a zillion views on Twitter, but not on YouTube. I don't know. I subscribe just because... Anybody that puts together something this awesome has definitely got my subscription, but kind of just a neat thing, um, not really something that you'd want to use or buy, but if you're interested in building your own just for the heck of it, he had a whole detailed post on what he did in order to build it, and I believe, (coughs) excuse me, he even showed the 3D printed parts that he needed in order to make it happen. So uh, if you're interested in building something pretty weird and awesome, definitely check this one out. Here's something pretty awesome that I will definitely be trying to do myself at some point in the future. Marcus Mitchum just designed a consoleizer case for the Nintendo Virtual Boy for Virtual Boys that are already dead. Please, please, please don't use this for perfectly good working Virtual Boys. However, a few years ago, many years ago actually, my friend Justin, aka the Goodwill Hunter, um, gave me a Virtual Boy that he bought that was completely destroyed. All the glass inside was shattered. I think it went down a flight of stairs or something. So this is the perfect use for that. I will be parting that out to people that need it because I think the case is still in decent enough shape. Uh, But I will be using the boards inside because everything's broke. The glass is broke. I think the motors are are all broke. So I'm going to take them all out, take the boards out. I will be using two more virtual tap kits because I'm crazy. I want both the VGA and the RGB out for this. And, of course, the servo PCBs to emulate the servo so you don't have to jump every, uh, to jam everything in. The end result is something that looks like a console, and uh, it even has space for the two-player port so somebody could play consoleized while somebody else plays actually using the Virtual Boy as a 3D device. So I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, I'll try to get to it as soon as I can. Um, and it's an open source design, so hopefully I'll be able to uh, to tweak it a little bit to get the connectors and stuff that I need on it. But kind of fun, kind of exciting, and I'm looking forward to this project as soon as some extra time frees up. Well, that's it for this week, and I am so, so sorry for coughing near the mic during some of these segments. If you heard a segment with a cough in it, that means that I had already probably recorded it five or six times earlier and had to stop because of coughing, so I just powered through it. Um, you know, everybody gets sick now and then. It sucks. I get a bad cough every couple of years, luckily, not every year. Any longtime listeners probably remember the last time because it was the same thing, but very frustrating. Also, more frustrating, uh, I kept all my Connecticut doctors, even though I live in New York, because I have trust issues, because I had terrible doctors my whole life. And as soon as I found one that was amazing, I held on and never let go. And apparently, you're treated like a full crackhead if you have Connecticut meds and you go to New York CVS's. Uh, you know, grown-ass adult, don't abuse drugs, have a medical history of never abusing drugs, yet I still get treated like a full crackhead every time I go to CVS. So hopefully I'll get the meds that I need and stop coughing so much. Um, hopefully somebody works for CVS that listens and might give them a proper ear lashing for treating customers like pieces of shit. And uh, I guess I'll just try my best to not be coughing next week. 
Sorry for venting, as you could tell, it's a little bit frustrating. But anyway, if you uh, if you celebrate holidays this week, happy holidays to you. If not, that's fucking cool too. Happy whatever day it is. Happy Wednesday then. Uh, just if you do celebrate something, I always appreciate a good silly t-shirt to go with it or sweater or whatever else. So anyways, thank you all and I'll see you next week.